0: Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome back to the show. This is Operation Skylight, where we embrace the failure, accept the weirdness, and say to ourselves, it is what it is. I'm Eric Vallier.
1: I'm Emily Lenza.
0: And uh, our guest this week is uh, Jack Merriwell. How's it
2: going? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys?
0: Pretty good. Good, You know, just trying to get over the awkwardness of thanksgiving <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah well and, and the awkwardness of the fact that we just told each other how we were doing but now we're recording so we like we just have to <laughs> i know a conversation. <laughs> no, how
1: was your thanksgiving i know we already talked about
2: this oh boy uh, <laughs> oh you know what well this joke worked when i told it to you maybe the listeners will laugh too so uh you know did a low-key yeah. had it uh had it with my my folks on uh, facetime which i'm not a big fan of facetime uh, cause I hate that little post stamp video of yourself. You know, I don't want to sit there for an hour and a half counting chins on myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the best part of FaceTime.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should have just done this whole podcast and then like, and then gone live and then just done word for word, a, just a reshoot of the previous conversations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay. Was your, um... Was your Thanksgiving as awkward as meeting your entire significant other's family um, on FaceTime with a turkey hat on your head?
0: No, it wasn't. Okay, well, I hope you feel uh, better about your Thanksgiving. That's what now. we did. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. I met
1: Eric's entire uh, entire family, um, like all of his cousins and everything, on like a whirlwind FaceTime um, wearing a turkey hat. I, w- I wear this like felt turkey hat every single year. It's like a tradition. Yeah. Um, and I forgot I was wearing it until okay. Eric's mom was like, is that a turkey on your head? And I was like, I Ooh. can't say no. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be like, no, nah, it's just my cool hat.
0: Yeah, he's just like, like, I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. That,
2: um, <laughs> that's an important detail that you forgot you were wearing it. Because up until that point in the story, it was like, You were describing wearing a turkey hat as if it was something that happened to you.
3: Oh, yeah,
2: no. I
1: forgot that I was wearing it. Because, again, I wear it every year. It's just something that I put on at Thanksgiving and then just kind of, like, go through my day uh, with. um, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: um, And, yeah, and so I met all of Eric's cousins and Mm -hmm. um, his mom and, you know.
0: I think it went well. Yeah, yeah, they thought it was weird. No. (laughs) No.
1: They were really excited until they saw the hat, and they were like, ooh.
0: Mm. <laughs>
2: what a weird deal breaker, to have. <laughs> right. <laughs> she seems great, but
0: she wears a turkey hat, yeah, so... That's, that's... We, can't, we can't be a Biden hat. Yeah, no.
2: <laughs> we're a pigeon hat family.
0: <laughs> um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, what you want them to know, and... anything uh, and everything
2: anything and everything oh geez (laughs) Um, well i'm a i'm a stand-up comic uh based out of kansas city i've been doing it uh, about 14 years and um you know i don't know what much else to say i haven't been doing anything recently because of covid the uh the scourge that's wiped us all out here (laughs) um i've got an album out called the decline and fall of jack marywell so if you want to uh you know, hear more stories from me and some of the stories you'll be hearing today, but repurposed into a comedy bit, go check that out. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that's, that's about it.
0: Yeah. I highly recommend that album. I bought it from you like after a show one night, it was great.
2: Oh, thank you. As much for the 10 bucks as for the compliment.
0: Right. (laughs) 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 Um, so you're the worst when it comes to directions.
2: Oh yeah. I'm you. (laughs) I, I tell people this, I try to explain it to people and they will never fully believe me, but you have never met a human being who is as hopeless with getting around as me. Um, and this, you know, basically I, it's a miracle for me that I live in the time that I live in because if I, if I didn't have the option of being GPS dependent, I just could never leave the house. Um, and I have sort of two stories to illustrate how bad I am at directions. I think the way I phrased it in my little write-up to you was that on multiple occasions, I have suddenly discovered I was not even in the same geographical region I thought I was in.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: So, uh, one time uh, I I was, I I had a gig in Columbia, Missouri. We're in Kansas City. It's like two hours due east, right? Mm -hmm. And, I had a gig on a Tuesday and then I had to go back to Columbia on a Thursday, on the following Thursday to record a podcast or something. And I was like, man, should I, should I just stay in Columbia for the Wednesday with nothing to do? Or, you know, I, I, what I ended up deciding was I do the gig on Tuesday, I drive home to Kansas City, and I drive back to Columbia on Thursday for the podcast. So Tuesday comes, it's a pretty late show. Showtime's like 10 p.m. Do the show, gets out at like midnight and so i pull out my gps i i type in my home address and i start driving and you know it's you know it's a two-hour drive or so and here's the thing about like my house and how poor with directions i am sometimes my my gps will take me a weird way home and i can get pretty close to my neighborhood and have no clue where i am Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I won't necessarily get suspicious just because I'm not recognizing stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm getting pretty close to my destination. It's like I've been on the road for two hours and I'm like, man, I'm really not recognizing anything that I'm seeing at all. And I'm getting to the point where I'm like two minutes from my house. And I'm like, I I have no clue where I am. And my first thought is, oh my idiot. Cause like my um the street I live on has northwest. It's like northwest, whatever street. And I'm like, oh, did I put it in northeast? And I'm I'm just on the wrong side of the Kansas City Metro. Oh man, it's gonna take taking 20 minutes to get home. So I pull over, I pull up the GPS, and I look at the address that I had typed in. And I had gotten the Northwest right. What I had gotten wrong was that I had driven to my address, but in St.
0: Louis. (laughs) (laughs) You have like the same address in St. Louis? Yeah, it was like exactly
2: my address, but St. Louis, Missouri. And so I like, I'm just driving down this St. Louis clone version of my street. Oh no. Now it's two in the morning.
0: And I'm four. Oh my God. (laughs)
2: I'm, like, I'm a goddamn moron, and so I'm like, "What do I even do?" Uh, so I just like, I'm like, "All right, turn around, <laughs> type in my real address." <laughs> drive four hours across. The street. It took me. It took me seven hours to get home from Columbia, Missouri. Wow. <laughs> and the other similar story I have, I once got on the wrong highway driving home uh, from college. Um, (laughs) and I went to college in Tulsa Oklahoma I'm driving to Fayetteville Arkansas so another like two hours due east basically and everything seemed fine to me because I'm just so poor at recognizing where I'm at you know you kind of you're on this highway for a long time Mm -hmm. you know you're driving it you go through a couple of toll booths and you know it's Oklahoma toll booths they all kind of look the same and like Eventually, I see the sign that says, you know, state line two miles. I'm like, sweet. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I, I get up to it. And it goes, welcome to Missouri. I'm like, that's not the state I was going yeah. for. <laughs> so I panic exit at Missouri exit one. I get off to the bottom of the exit, and somehow I see a sign that says, welcome to Kansas. <laughs>
3: Wait, what? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs>
2: So yeah, I just, I, I cannot navigate at all. And it's just a constant source of embarrassment and shame in my life that um, yeah. I'm now exploiting.
0: I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I hate it when somebody goes, all right, you just want to go north on the highway? I'm like, I don't know, where's north? Oh yeah, no, give me a street no address. No idea. Google <laughs>
2: Maps will recognize. <laughs> and pray I don't say St. Louis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I also just like appreciate how you, you basically did like a three-state tour. Um, oh yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah. like i mean you know just on the way home you're like oh might as well
0: so, <laughs> yeah, that's it. yeah. So let's check it out
2: <laughs> Yeah, i've toured all 50 states and done shows in six of them
1: yeah. <laughs> but also i like I also think it's funny how you didn't see any signs that were, like, welcome to St. Louis. Like, you know, like, there were, like,
2: no
0: signs, nothing, like,
2: indicating that you... Oh, I'm sure there were signs. I just...
0: (laughs) just missed all of them. I I am an oblivious human being. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like, I... Oh sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I'm I'm pretty sure I'm the only human being sufficiently incompetent for this to have happened to in this <laughs> life. Oh my god.
1: I've always thought I was bad with directions and this makes me feel so much better about my life. Thank you. Oh, you're
2: welcome. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that this can help you.
1: I mean, I hope you never get lost in like a scary way, but like I mean, this does make me feel a little bit
0: better about my direction (laughs) that's fair you got any lost stories
1: i mean i get turned around all the time i like can't survive without navigation um which is pretty bad i'm also Mm. the worst at like giving directions it's like
0: oh i hate that when somebody's like how do i get there like i don't know (laughs) you have to figure it out yourself
1: (laughs) i mean it's more like i sometimes not all the time Sometimes confuse right and left, and I have to do like the thing where you make an L with your fingers.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, to be like, oh, the L, the left. You
0: that way.
3: The
1: left, yeah. Um. So that happens sometimes when I'll be like driving with somebody, and they'll be like, "Okay, where do I go?" And I'm like, "Oh, you turn right." And I'm like, "No, just kidding. I mean left. I mean this street right here that you're driving past right now." That one. hmm um, And like as you're. As you're passing the street, you need to turn on. I'm like, yep, turn there. It was
3: there.
0: Yep, it was that there, one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's more like that. It's like less of the the driving and getting lost for several hours. It's more of the um, it's more of the I can't tell which direction is which.
2: Right. <laughs> so. Well, and, and like now because of COVID, I, I've got I've gone back to having a day job, and I, I work as a mailman, which. That's not good when you are me. Uh, Just in addition to just trying to find a way around places, people always assume that the mailman knows the territory, you know? So it's like so many people pull up and ask you for directions and it's like, hey man, you're not, this this is a mistake you're making right now. Like, I've never even heard of that street.
1: (laughs) What if they were like, that's the street you're on currently?
3: Oh
0: <laughs> like, I don't really know. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Um so you did a gig uh with some metal bands.
2: Oh boy. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is a this is a bad one. This one this is one of those nightmare gigs where it feels like there's a bright spot and then that rug just gets taken right out from under you. Um I got I got booked um to do this, like heavy metal club, like as the as the as as the act between the bands, like while they're loading out their stuff, and like the guy that booked me was named like Steve or something, and I you know, like he'd seen me at a comedy club, and he was like, oh, like yo, know, we could do, we could use him, so he got in touch with me, and he set this up, and so I I get to the club, or the 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 metal concert venue, and uh, Steve's not there. Cause apparently he's like the day manager that handles like booking. He's not the night manager that runs the shows. So I, I find the guy that's in charge and I, I go up to check in and I'm like, Hey, I, I'm Jack. I'm the comedian. And his response to that is to be like, uh, you're a comedian. Uh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, No, I don't think you, uh, Steve booked me. I'm supposed to perform tonight. And he's like, oh, shit. All
0: oh, right. I guess. guess I'll
2: go up. Which, that's by not the way, a
0: good start. Yeah, that's not
2: that's not an encouraging thing to hear <laughs> from like, the I guess you can go. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. okay. and and that's the person I'm hoping pays me later. So uh, <laughs> it's not great. No. So <laughs> the the show starts, and the, this room is packed. Like, there's no way the fire codes are being respected in this place. <laughs> like, the whole room is like a mosh pit. There's like a stage with a thrash metal band on and just a giant mosh pit and a bar in the back. And I'm like standing like with my back to the wall to not be in the mosh pit. And the first band goes on, they, they're, they're good. The crowd loves them. They're like, it's a crazy atmosphere. And they are like, hey, we're whoever we are, thanks. And the crowd's losing their mind. They start loading their crap off the stage. The, the headlining band starts like putting their stuff on the stage, and I realize, wait a second, there's not enough room for me on the stage right now. Am I about to have to do stand up from inside this mosh pit? Which, spoiler <laughs> alert, yeah, I was.
0: <laughs> so oh. you're down in the pit with everybody. <laughs>
2: oh dude. no! So here's the thing, and here's my intro too. the uh, The manager walks up to me with a wireless mic, hands it to me, and says. All right, like i don't get it like he doesn't like say hey guys we've got a comedian he's just like here's a microphone and i'm like i don't know what to... so i'm like trying to find a place to set up i'm like edging my way through this mosh pit and like just trying to get into a stand-up Kinda like hey guys it's uh, it's good to be here and, uh, and like the crowd like, they don't know that stand-up is supposed to be happening. Like, as far as they're concerned, a homeless guy got his hands on a microphone. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like people were looking at me like, why is security not tackling him? Like, that's <laughs> the vibe I was getting. So, eventually, I find, like, a little spot to, uh, to set up. Like, there's just a little gap in the crowd. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stand here and try to do my act. So, I start like, hey, guys, elevators are weird or, you know, whatever jokes are. And... <laughs> And, and for the most part, the crowd is just completely ignoring me, which fair enough, you know they, they, mm-hmm. they didn't deserve to have comedy done to them and uh, those poor people and, uh, But there's like a group of guys that's kind of caught on to what's happening, and they decided it be fun to heckle the shit out of me. Mm. So like <laughs> like I'll do a joke, and then they're like, "You suck." And like, normally I would respond to that, but in this situation, I'm pretty sure the rest of the crowd agrees. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm just like <laughs> putting my head down and just doing the next joke, you know? So I do another joke and I'm like, fuck you. Okay. All right. Do another joke. Get off the stage, which I feel like that was unfair because I'd never yeah. been near the stage. Okay.
0: You're like, I'm not like, even what? on it. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah I'm off the stage what do you want from me what else can i do <laughs> we are eye level right now <laughs> <laughs> so eventually
2: um i do a joke they yell something and this girl off to my left who's my hero of the story she just she looks at me and she goes bring down the hammer and i'm like okay <laughs> okay what's on my side all right all right okay so I, I do another joke. They yell some shit. I don't say anything. And she goes, bring down the hammer. I'm like, you know what? She's right. I'm going to bring down the hammer on these hecklers. So I look at them and I'm like, hey, how dare you yell at a performer during a show? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to do my job here, motherfuckers. And then the whole crowd like as one just turns to look at me. Many of them for the very first time. And, <laughs> and just like as one, they just kind of go fuck you and I was like oh I have to go
0: like, uh-oh. <laughs> so
2: I start weaving my way out of the crowd I'm like Jesus so I get to the side of the stage I give the microphone back to the uh, the manager and, and by this time the headlining band has got their stuff on stage so he like jumps up like onto the side of the stage he goes alright ladies and gentlemen are you ready for your headlining act and then he's like ah. He goes. I can't hear you. Are you ready for your headliners? And they go crazy. He goes. All right. Please welcome the Hammer. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, that bitch wasn't even on my. Side. <laughs> <laughs> She's just yelling the catchphrase of the band she'd Looks rather the be. Band thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh. god.
0: I was picturing that, like, that was a prop that was going to be on the stage, was the hammer. No. <laughs> when you're like, bring on the hammer, and then you turn around, and there's a giant hammer behind you.
2: <laughs> she was just hoping to see me do some Gallagher shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then the great part of that one was I went out in the parking lot and somebody had double parked me in, so I'm just stuck. I can't even escape. I'm just oh no, just you there. Have to wait,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have to be like, remember me, the comedian you hated? Can you let me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the that's
2: that's the best kind of merch line at the end, just yeah. like oh hey, you know. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. So this uh didn't happen to me. This happened to a friend of mine at my friend's wedding. He was the best man. Mm-hmm. And very similar, the DJ shows up and is like, "It's time for the speeches," and just hands the mic to my friend Kyle, and then just walks away. Doesn't stop the music. Doesn't say, "Hey, it's time for the speeches." Just gives him the microphone, and Kyle's like, "Ah," oh, oh, and he froze forever. And then finally, like, people are like, "Oh, I think he's trying to talk. Let's be quiet."
2: Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, was, that is a whole that
2: There are some bad intros in this business. Like,
0: uh-huh.
2: man, I remember one time I was playing at a steakhouse in Oklahoma, which, you know, that's how my career goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I brought my uh, a guy to open for me named uh, Stephen Bacham, who's a very funny comedian. But um, I guess this particular steakhouse had been doing like a bi weekly comedy show and had not been particularly happy with the quality of the shows in the previous few weeks because mm-hmm. the, the owner was just put out like he was unhappy with the fact that comedy was happening in his venue and so like he gets up on the mic to get the show started and he literally goes all right we've got comedy maybe one of them will be funny
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> and
2: then he turns and he goes who's first
3: <laughs> <And> Stephen, <laughs> so steven goes
2: I am. And he goes, who's I am?
3: Uh. (laughs) Steven has to tell him his name so he can intro him.
0: (laughs) 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 It's remarkable. Bad interest?
1: No, not like like that. Nothing to follow that, no. Uh, Oh my god. Okay, but question though. Did you have to stay and watch The Hammer though? Because you were stuck?
2: I was mostly outside, (laughs) but I could, I mean, I could hear them. and people were like coming out to smoke and like recognize, like awkwardly being like, oh,
0: Mm. (laughs) it's that guy. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Uh, My favorite is like when you do a, like a random bar and they don't tell anybody that comedy is about to happen. Yeah. You know, and then like (laughs) there was a Toys for Tots show I did once and we got there like an hour early and we were waiting for it to start. And then we noticed that uh, the football is on and everybody's really into the game. So we can't stop. We can't just be like, it's time for comedy. We have to wait till the game is over. And then they're like, all right, comedy. And everyone leaves. (laughs) Everybody just takes off. And it's like us, it's like four comedians, and then the army guy that has to be there to pick up the toys for Tots that nobody likes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> very, very fun show. Oh, yeah. That's always um, such a joy. Yeah, just doing the show to the bartender that's yeah. not listening.
2: <laughs> one, one time. Now, it's bad when you, when you have to go, you have to wait for a game to finish. Mm hmm. But when they don't let the game finish, is worse. Uh, <laughs> one time, I did a comedy show in, like, a sports bar. And it's in, I was. it was in St. Louis. And above my head, the Cardinals were playing Game 7 of the NLCS. Oh. <laughs> and the piece to the resistance is that so that people could hear the comedy show, he had turned the game volume... Down.
0: <laughs> Not off. Down. Just, just down, just like a little <laughs> bit.
2: So <laughs> you'd be in the middle of a setup and Scott rolls would and hit a double and the crowd just ah! <laughs> It's like you're killing, but at all the wrong moments. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's like you're just hoping that an Albert Pujols home run coincides with a punchline. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then you can also like look out into the crowd and see the audience but their eyes are on the tv not even looking at you right right That's
2: so good and you know i i like the cardinals so it's like sometimes they would freak out and i really just want to be like <laughs> wait what was that <laughs> like i i hate that i'm interrupting this too <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, <laughs> hey, probably what I would have done, I would have been, like, you know, like, in the microphone just, like, being, like, woo, like, also screaming, so then, <laughs> like, you're the loudest scream in the room, so then they have to, like, turn and look at you, and then you just, like, say a joke real fast, and then no. they're, like, oh, and then they turn back to the game, like, so you're, like, I'm
0: at least performing to them for a brief second. Yeah, so, got something yeah. in there. Yeah,
2: just yeah. Just turn around and try to be a better color commentator than Joe Buck.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then they're listening. That's really what to listen I should
2: have done. Now I think about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> people seem to hate Joe Buck and I don't watch football and I don't know anything about it.
1: I don't remember why I hated him but I do hate him.
0: Yeah, like everybody hates him yeah. and I have no idea who he is or why.
2: His dad was a legendary broadcaster and I think uh-huh. he's a, a little less good than his market saturation because his name is Joe Buck.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: and I think people kind of resent that. Like he's a professional announcer. Like he's he's good at his job, but he's not the best in the world. And he's on like all the he's like, he's the Super Bowl announcer. And it's like <laughs> there's better there's better guys than him. And so it's one of those things where it's like It's like when you see somebody who's like a competent like comedian, but they're they've got like a Netflix special, and you're like, that guy shouldn't have a Netflix special.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um The first time you were ever outside without adult supervision?
2: Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I did something unspeakable that I've never told anyone about. And I I wasn't really embarrassed about this in the moment. It's just a guilt I've lived with for more than a decade.
0: Um, (laughs) Okay. I love the setup.
2: (laughs) So, you know, so I grew up in kind of like rural Arkansas and like, so... When you're a little kid, you're almost never outside without, like, parental supervision. But, like, where I live, there were coyotes. So, it's, like, I, I made it to an <laughs> older age than most before I was ever out, like, by myself. And um, <laughs> I just remember, I was probably, like, nine years old. And it was the 4th of July. And we, like, traveled to my aunt's house. And, like, the whole family was doing 4th of July in her little, like, suburban cul-de-sac. And for some reason, like like after dinner and like before everyone was outside, like actually doing fireworks, I just went outside. And i like, I don't know if people noticed me doing that and were fine with it, or if like, I just snuck out without <laughs> intending to sneak out. But I just had a moment where I'm like outside and I realized, well, there's no there's no grown-ups around. And it's like a feeling I' never had before, you know? It's like a significant mm-hmm. moment of like, Oh, I'm like, mm. alone.
0: Yeah, nobody's watching.
2: <laughs> and so eventually, like, another kid comes out of this house, and he's alone. And he's, like, probably two or three years younger than me. Like, if I'm nine, he's probably six. And he's got, like, a, like a soccer ball. And I never spoke a word to this kid. We never exchanged words. But, like, he kind of comes over, and he, we're looking at each other, and he, like, kicks his ball over to me. And I kicked it back. And we just started this like impromptu game of like kicking the ball back and forth. And, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting more excited. And every, like every time I kick a little harder, you know, and then finally I get kind of too excited and I kick it like as hard as I can. And he's six
3: Mm -hmm. and the ball
2: like (laughs) kind of takes off from the ground and it hits him like in the nose. And the best way I can describe it is, his head popped back like a Pez dispenser. (laughs) (laughs) And and like, like his head went to the ground and his body followed his head. Like it wasn't like all one motion. (laughs) Like, Like he hits the ground and he's silent for a moment. And then he does that thing where you have to scream so loud that you've got to suck in breath before you start, Mm -hmm. you know, like that kind of like primal, awful kid crying, scream crying thing. And my, my first thought was, Oh, he really needs help. And I looked around like, Oh, there's no adults around to help him. But then I realized something much more important, which was there's no adults around to yell at me. So what I did was,
3: <laughs>
2: I left him. <laughs> I just turned around and walked back into my house, or my aunt's house. The kid was like in the middle of it. Like he could have been, I don't know if he survived that night. Like I, I have no idea what happened to him. And like, I, I've never spoken to that, of that to anyone before. Like up until this moment. The only people in the world who knew this had happened were me and depending on the extent of the brain damage maybe that kid as well
0: <laughs> so this was like a random like neighbor kid it wasn't a cousin or anything
2: no and it wasn't even my neighbors my aunt's neighbor. she was in the city like I, I have no idea what became of him like, <laughs> but he really needed help and I just walked away <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean did you ever hear your aunt be like oh it's so sad to hear what happened to our neighbor kid on Fourth of July a couple of years
2: ago no, I never heard another word about it I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's like that's a less less satisfying end to the story now but at the time I just got away with it
0: <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that imagery of the, the Pez the dispenser. Pez dispenser. <laughs> because that is it's so iconic and you know exactly yep. what you mean by that. Like I mean
1: <laughs> like everyone knows exactly what a pez dispenser does.
0: Mm-hmm. Um you remember the first time you were without adult supervision?
1: Um yeah, nothing quite that bad. I like blew out our microwave and had to unplug it because it got overheated um, because I wasn't allowed to use the stove. So I tried to microwave some mm-hmm. cheese, but it takes like 10 minutes to boil pasta in the microwave.
0: Yeah, it takes a while. So
1: yeah, I didn't harm anyone. Um, I didn't, you know... Slam a ball into someone's face and, um, you know, or not slam, kick a ball into someone's face and um, turn them into a human Pez dispenser. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: So nothing, nothing quite like that. But, uh, what about you? Did you do anything reckless?
0: Um, yeah, but I injured myself. Uh, (laughs) so I was like, this might've been like the third time I was left alone. And I was outside with my dog, on like the side yard. It was like all concrete, and then there was like um, there was a like clothes hanger thing. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Like the thing where you like put your clothes clothesline. Yes. <laughs> okay. And it was out on that side part of the yard, and then there was like a cellar door that opened up into the basement, but like it was kind of built on a platform so it kind of like made a ramp like for itself and i had gone on top of that and i had taken uh um this rope that i had because i was like really into john wayne when i was a kid so (laughs) so i lasso the clothesline and then i have the idea that i'm gonna swing from on top of the cellar door part and just swing out like tarzan uh-huh. and i swing directly into the clothesline and just smash my face on it and then i just fall right onto my back <laughs> and i was out cold for like an hour
2: <laughs> if you just stayed consistent with trying to be like john wayne you wouldn't have even done that you know yeah I, I
0: was just like i gotta you go go idle. blend that's everything Yeah. <laughs> But in my memory, I was outside for like 10 minutes. My mom says it was like an hour.
2: Oh. <laughs> well, 50 minutes of it, you were unconscious. So. I was
0: unconscious, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I ended up uh, cracking my skull. I had to go to the emergency room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I had a big crack on the back of my head. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God. I didn't tell you that. I, I think you that. did. <laughs> yeah. Way. So, you know, don't leave kids alone too early.
2: <laughs> and if you are a kid left alone, <laughs> hurting others and not yourself. Like, that's... <laughs> like yeah. If a skull's gonna get cracked, best to get on top of it and make sure it's someone else's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just
0: make sure nobody's around to yeah. cover your story. Right. <laughs> no witnesses. No witnesses, yeah. Um... So you're also bad at identifying cars.
2: Oh, oh yeah. This kind of this kind of <laughs> goes along with my my poor direction uh, sense. Um, so in addition to driving myself to the wrong geographical area multiple times, I have on multiple occasions gotten into a car fully believing it was mine and turned <laughs> out to be wrong.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> one time, I. Like I, there was a problem with my car's engine. It was like a safety recall kind of thing. And so like, I, there was like two months where I had a rental car, uh, like provided by insurance because of everything. So it's like, I'm already in a car I'm not super used to. And I was in the parking lot of some store and I like, I walk up and I, I see uh, my car, what what I think is my car. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> And I hit the unlock button, and I was far too far away to actually hear it unlock. But when I tried the door, it unlocks. So I'm like, oh, obviously this is mine. <laughs> so I get in this car, and then you just have a moment where it feels like you've stepped into an alternate universe. Cause like, this is not quite right, you know? It's like, wait a second. I don't, I don't think I've ever bought a Diet Dr. Pepper before. <laughs> like, this is, oh no. And now it's like a race to get out of the car before it becomes a felony, right? Yeah, because <laughs> if you get caught, it sounds like the lamest <laughs> excuse ever. Oh, I didn't know this was not mine, <laughs> I wasn't trying to hotwire wire it. <laughs> I swear, I'm just a moron.
0: <laughs> I thought it was mine. More... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so did the key unlock the door?
2: No, it's just a, a stunning percentage mm-hmm. of people just leave their cars unlocked, ah, is
1: okay? <laughs> Because I feel like you'd want to prevent
2: things like, you know, this yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. It's like the thing that everybody does. It seems like you just obsessively lock your car. But I probably three times I have accidentally tugged on the wrong car's door and I've never had it be locked.
3: Hmm. <laughs> That's horrific. I know. Yeah. That's,
2: I feel like I'm the victim of a crime here. Like, you fucking lock your door and save yeah. us both from my stupidity. Like, come on. This is incredible. Like, what,
3: what? Like, save yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: One, th- one time I was walking out of a restaurant, and it's like my, my friend had driven us, and um, he, he, he had this like little nondescript white car, and <laughs> so I, I get into the passenger side of the car, and then I watch him go and get in his other car. <laughs> I'm like, huh, Tight. Like real weird that I was allowed to do this. (laughs) But credit to him. Like he he was so he did it in such a funny way. Like he just took it completely in stride and just like okay, I guess that's what you're doing and went to his car. (laughs)
0: Like
2: he didn't tell me, he's just like, All right, I'll be in my car.
1: (laughs) I appreciate him like respecting your like individuality there being like he's gonna do him no matter what yeah, i do so like you know i'm just gonna let <laughs> yeah, yeah. it happen like
3: you know. shine on you crazy diamond <laughs> yeah.
1: well maybe he saw it happening and he's like i want to see yeah. um, what is going to happen with this and i i need to know how this ends see if <laughs> yeah. it's funny uh, maybe yes. he was like i know this is gonna be a good story later so i I'm, I'm gonna let it happen, even though I have the opportunity and the power to like prevent it from happening. I would right. do that. I'm that friend. I would mm-hmm. well,
0: do that. Yeah, just be like, let's let's yeah. see how this plays out. <laughs> and you're closer to the mark than no.
2: Because this, this particular friend will feature prominently in one of the later stories. Okay. <laughs> and uh,
0: that's Yeah, I mean, people that don't lock their cars just blow me away. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah,
1: Yeah. I I can't imagine not locking my car. I lock my car, like, multiple times before I even, like, enter a building. I'm like,
0: you know. My neighbors hate me because I will wake up randomly and lock my car to make sure that it's locked.
1: That is true. Yeah. And it'll
3: be, like, 3 in the morning. Uh Uh-huh. I gotta check. I gotta gotta make
0: sure. Or I can't sleep.
2: Yeah. It's insane. Well, and that You you remind me of a a whole other... Portion of this phenomenon I'm talking about, mm-hmm. which is like the final confirmation that you have fucked up in this scenario, mm-hmm. is
3: when
2: you're sitting in a car that's not yours, and just to make sure you pull out your keys and you're like, <laughs> I'm way over there.
0: Ah like, oh, man, <laughs> oh, no. You're like that sounds farther away than the car that I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was out with um, a couple of friends like um, like a month ago and they were at we were at top golf and then they wanted to go somewhere else and i was like i'm not going there and they had drove me there but then his wife had showed up so they all pile in her car and he goes just get in my truck and then take my truck home and then you can get to your car and then take your car home and i was like okay and i was like where are the keys and he goes they're in it and i was like okay <laughs> but what he's like yeah they're just in the center console and i was oh like God. Uh, okay, but how do I get in? He's like, it's unlocked. Just go. Who
1: does that?
0: My friend. <laughs> so then I go, to, I go to his truck, and I find his keys, and I start it, and then I leave, and I'm driving down the interstate, and I just think to myself, what if this isn't even his truck? Because he had got it like two months before this, so I didn't really recognize it. I just kind of vaguely went to where I thought it was parked. <laughs> And then I'm just driving, like, what if I committed a felony? <laughs> <laughs> oh and then when I get back to his, his place, the final thing, I was like, okay, if the garage door works, if it opens, I know this is his truck. And I was like, king, and it opened. And I was like, finally. Yes. <laughs> You're like, I'm not a felony, I didn't yeah. steal a truck. <laughs> yeah. Good job, babe.
3: I'm really
0: proud of you for not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but the awesome. whole time i was just like oh no oh, my God. well i
1: like it that you didn't think of that until you were like halfway home like i,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I appreciate that you were like, ah, it's truck. like when
3: you well because
0: like i i looked at it but then i was like i don't really recognize it because he used to have this gray dodge and now he has this black dodge mm-hmm. and i was just like i think i'm not sure
2: <laughs> oh, my God. well also like it it's it's one of those things where he gave you the instructions of how to get in, and those instructions served you well. So you're like, oh, this is it. Seems but then like you, it. <laughs> you start, start. It starts to that little niggle of doubt just starts to be like, but wait, how many people are idiots like this guy that leave their keys? In their
0: yeah, car? who it is? Oh, <laughs>
2: clearly he's the only one that would do this. But
3: he, he no,
0: apparently, this. a lot of people do it. <laughs>
2: yep. <laughs> I,
1: would never, no.
0: I would never do this. No.
1: The only time that I've ever, like, left my my keys in my car um, was um, I I, um, I was kind of, like, sharing a car with my dad last year, and I had to go to the airport, and I was like, okay, I'll drop the car off, and then you can take me to the airport, and um, I'm late for everything, and so I was like, I can't have you take me to the airport. I'm going to miss my flight. You're going to have to come pick up the car, um, and he had, like, um. I think he had the, I think it's called a valet key, the key that doesn't have like a key fob or anything that just like is the spare key. And he had that. And I was like, okay, um, well, let me tell you where the keys are and I will lock the door from the inside and I really hope that you're gonna be able to get in because parking's expensive at the airport. Um, and he was gonna like Uber to the airport and get the car. Um, and then when he got there, I told him um, the wrong side of the car to find the keys. And so he was like, uh, okay, I don't think I can drive this car. I don't we- know where the keys are. Like, where did you put them? Um, yeah, it was just on the wrong side. I put it under the driver's side instead of the passenger side. Like I said.
3: Um,
1: but no, I, like, I've never gotten in someone else's car. Um, but I do get really stressed out because I have had, in the past year, um, three cars that I've driven. Um, mm-hmm. Because I had a rental car, and then because I had, I had totaled my car, and so I had a rental car, and then I had this car that I shared with my dad, and then I have my current car. Um, and so sometimes I'll walk out into my parking lot, and I'll be like, oh, "Where the fuck is my car?" And I'll lose my shit for like thirty seconds, and I'm like, "Oh, that's right."
3: It's a different <laughs> it's car. A different car. <laughs>
1: Um, but I've been driving. I've been driving this car like like a solid six months, and I still haven't gotten like used to it. And yeah. I, I still freak out sometimes, <laughs> like every day when I walk out of my apartment and it's like not the car that I think is going to be sitting there. <laughs> but I've never gotten in someone else's car thinking it's mine. That's that's scary.
0: Yeah, it's it's true. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, it's got to be like a wild rush.
2: No, yeah, it's just like I'm. It's just another confirmation that you're the stupidest human being <laughs> ever. To stupid, like you're just like,
0: ever to stu- <laughs> uh, ever <is> stupid. Ever to stupid. Oh my god! That might be the the, the the name of the episode. Stupidest human being ever. To stupid. I like ever it. Ever to nah. stupid. You know, I think that'll work. I don't think that'd be it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So you're pretty good at baseball? Okay,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so this is going to start out sounding very braggy. And so just as, as, we, as we batten down for the, the praise I'm about to keep on myself, understand this story will turn against me, okay? But uh, I, I was growing up very good at baseball. You know, I, I was uh, competed at a pretty high level for, for a lot of my life. And uh, eventually, I, you know, I went to, I ended up going to a college that didn't have a baseball team. So that's kind of where I, my career ended. But um, I, I still occasionally go to like the batting cage or whatever. And I'll, I'll you know, hit and do pretty well. And occasionally I'll like kind of draw a little bit of a crowd of people like watching me hit the ball. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> one time I had done that where the, there's like a little league team that was there, and like I, their coach, I guess, had told them to come over and watch me hit because he'd seen me hitting. And it, the thing about that situation was, um, you know, when you go to a batting cage, there's a sign that says uh, wear a helmet. Uh, I saw that sign. I was like, ah, I'm a grown up. I don't need that shit. Uh, it turns out that was a mistake, All right. and not for. Not for the reason you think, okay? Uh, Because I didn't get hit in the head with a baseball. Um, Here's what happened. I go to get ready for a pitch, and I'm wearing batting gloves, uh, and I have long hair, and I couldn't feel because I was wearing the batting gloves that I had gotten a part of my hair caught when I grabbed the bat. Uh, So when this pitch came in and I swung, I – Tore a hunk of my hair out. The momentum swung me around the rest of the way, and the baseball hit me in the small of the back. Oh, God. <laughs> and at that point, I feel like the little league coach was like, "Uh, oh, maybe let's not watch this guy."
0: <laughs> How soon was it? Like after, like you noticed, and then all of a sudden that happened.
2: No, they've been watching for a
0: while. Okay. I was thinking it'd be really funny. If he's like, you got to look at this guy, and then they all <laughs> gather, and then that happens. It would have been better if it had been <laughs> ingenious, but no. <laughs> but I, just, I just
2: yanked my, my own self by my hair into the path of an oncoming projectile. <laughs> and it's just weird, because if I had actually... Obey the rules and been wearing a batting helmet, it would have just kept my hair down. I'd been fine.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh <laughs> have anything embarrassing happen in sports? <laughs> not, not to
1: that level. I've never ripped out my own hair um, spun around and got hit in the small of the back with the
0: baseball
1: <laughs> um, I feel like that is like top notch I don't think yeah, you can really top that's pretty
0: good yeah.
1: well okay but like was your back okay <laughs> like yeah
0: happened. I haven't
2: I was fine like I, I think I had a bruise but it's also like in bad cage they have those kind of like yellow rubbery balls that aren't quite like as bad oh. as a baseball you know okay so it wasn't the worst um <laughs> I do have another uh, pretty significant batting cage mishap. It's not um, <laughs> it's not as stupid as that one, <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess I'll throw it out there. Yeah. I was uh, I was in a batting cage one time, and it's like it's this like big, like almost like a circus big top of netting, and then to to separate the stalls, there's like poles out a couple feet with netting in between. And I got around on a baseball, and I pulled it. I hit it very hard, and I pulled it straight into the pole, straight into my mouth.
3: <laughs> 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 Quarter of a second.
0: <laughs> ow! <laughs> Did you lose any teeth? No.
2: And again, thanks to the grace of those yellow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And it was just like and, and that one is like that's a less satisfying story because it wasn't like sheer incompetency <laughs> like I hit the ball well, and that's why it was so bad <laughs> yeah
1: was... did your like face like swell up and like bruise up and everything
2: I, I definitely had a bloody lip I don't know i don't I don't remember it becoming a big like long standing injury or anything like that, but I've bled myself up pretty yeah.
1: <laughs> well I mean okay at least the little leaguers were not watching for that also because mm-hmm. I feel like oh yeah yeah scary for kids but like you know you yeah. working out your that the getting, getting hit the small in the back that's like you know it's fun I
0: guess yeah I guess sure. yeah that's
2: a that's a yeah. story to tell
0: oh yeah they have they've told everybody they've they've met that story
2: like i like i have that story but there's also nine people about six years younger than me that have that story mm-hmm.
0: yeah they're like you're never gonna believe what i saw one time at the padding
3: cages we
1: saw something like,
3: wild
0: <laughs> and
1: the coach is like this is why he you should have worn a helmet, helmet.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a teachable moment Yeah, I was going to say, it's
1: like a teachable moment It's like, this, this is the cautionary tale This is why you
2: mm. wear a helmet Oh, awesome. That's how I should have played it off I, I should have. If I was playing 3D chess I'd have been like, see kids Wear your helmet <laughs> what, what
1: if you like spun out of the spin And you like pointed at him
2: and
3: yeah. you're like, Always wear your helmet you. <laughs> Don't let this happen to you
1: <laughs> You're on all the commercials You're yeah. the batting cage
2: Yeah, that's that's why Man. I phrased it in the write-up. I'm kind of good at baseball, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You're so good that you're bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> you angrily insisted a woman was lying one time?
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a good one. Um, so I was, uh, I was in the Boy Scouts when I was a little kid. And uh, in, in the same way that uh, Girl Scouts sell Girl Scout cookies, Boy Scouts sell Boy Scout popcorn, and we were selling out in front of a grocery store one time, you know, sort of as people come up, like, "Hey, man, would you like to help support the Boy Scouts by some popcorn?" So this woman walks up, and I, cro- I approached her. I was like, "Hey, you want some popcorn?" And she had like a really thick Eastern European accent, and she said, um, I, "I do not speak English," and I was like, uh, "You just did." Like, I didn't. I didn't understand that and you could teach people. Like, I didn't really understand you could teach people to say that one thing in another language. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, yeah, but do you want some popcorn? And I said, like, I don't speak English. And it's like, in my head, I was like, he's insane. Like, and like, she, like, she detached herself from the situation, and like, scurried into the store. And I was like, what a commitment to not wanting to shell out 6 bucks like yeah and i that it, it was it, to me it seemed like such insane behavior for a human being to lie about being able to speak english in english that 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 <laughs> moment stuck with me for years and then i mean it was literally like 4 years later i was in high school taking spanish 1 and they taught us no hablo español and i realized Oh my god. (laughs) That lady really couldn't speak English. (laughs) And so that's like I I spent four years thinking she was the moron. And then just was sitting in that Spanish classroom, I was just like, I'm dumb.
0: (laughs) It would have been great if you like harbored like anger towards her that whole time. Oh, yeah. I can't like, believe she had the audacity. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh. Damn it.
2: <laughs> well, it. Turns out I was the asshole this whole time.
3: <laughs> <sighs>
2: and that's, that's, I think that's the best kind of embarrassment is retroactive embarrassment.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Just like all of a sudden it hits you Oh, I've wasted so much time not being embarrassed about that for all these years. <laughs> I should have been on top of this.
0: Yeah, I should have known. <laughs> um, I had a piano recital. <laughs> Something happened.
2: Oh, oh, this, this story. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. So, um, yeah, I, I, I was a, a pianist growing up. Uh, I took piano lessons. <laughs> Uh, well, I wasn't particularly good, but I I took the lessons. <laughs> my, my mom paid for them. That's, that's uh... But every like like once or twice a year, we had like a, a big recital where all the you know, all the all the students would do a basically a concert of a song they'd memorized, or you know whatever. And I was doing um that song like cockles and Muscles, or you know whatever it is. It's like a. <laughs>
3: No, it doesn't matter,
2: it's like, no like the 1800s <laughs> that is like it, but it's like one of those standards. it's like a level one like piano thing, like kind of like how you think of chopsticks when you think of learning piano, this song mm-hmm. is one of them and, um, and so to the kind of people that would be at a piano recital, it's a really recognizable song, which is important for this story, mm-hmm. uh, because I was really nervous. And like, I'd never really been on stage before in any capacity. I'm probably like eight or nine years old. You know, I'm, I'm fresh off hitting that kid, like a Pez dispenser. Yeah. And uh,
0: <laughs> I was just going to say
2: that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I messed up the intro. Like there's like a, there's a quick intro to that song. And then you like get into the song and I, I like paused too long after the intro like, kind of a minor mistake. Mm-hmm. I, I could have very easily just jumped into the rest of the song or gone back and done the intro again. It wouldn't have been crazy. Like, Oh, that's <laughs> a weird variation, but that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do either of those options. Um, here's what I did to uh, in my panic, having made a mistake in a song is I proceeded to spend the next three and a half minutes, punching completely random notes on the keyboard.
0: <laughs> As you do. <laughs> uh,
2: just basically improvising, not a song. Uh, and the the like the, the the show had a program and it was obvious that I was supposed to be playing this other song and I'm just basically hitting random keys. And it's like it's it's one of those situations where I'm like, what am I doing as I'm doing it? Like, why have I done this with my life? And then there's also this element of, wait, how long are songs again? Like, when can I stop and make this? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it <been> two minutes.
2: <laughs> I was just, I, I was trapped in this, sorry, and finally, it got to the point where I was like, I, OK, I feel like I've been doing this long enough for it to be a song. And I, like, mm-hmm. hit, like, two or three chords that just made it kind of sound like the end. And then I got up and <laughs> all but ran off
0: <laughs> Just like, ding, ding, and then bye. <laughs> yep. <Yeah.
2: laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That was terrible. Um. And like, and then, like, my, my piano teacher had to be, like, diplomatic about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was something. That
2: was, that was certainly um, – you're, you're certainly a master of improvisation. <laughs>
0: Uh, that would have been so great if they're like, you're pretty good at improvising. You know what you should do? Comedy. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Was, the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, that's my origin story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually also have a few awkward piano stories, because I was the same way. I took piano. Awkward. My parents paid for the <laughs> lessons. They thought it was important for me. I could not give less of a fuck. Um, <laughs> and... So it was just not something that I found exciting or interesting. But I was like, okay, yeah, I'll take the lessons. Um, so first of all, uh, I had one of those like keyboards that had the automatic, um, like not automatic, but like it would play songs, like like piano songs. Oh on yeah, yes, yeah, so you mm-hmm. can hit a button and the song <laughs> would play, and I'd be like, I'm practicing, and my parents are like, you're not that good. We know you um so that was a nice blow to my confidence i'm pretty um,
2: sure the piano teacher didn't assign the star wars theme <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: yeah she definitely um did not assign that and yeah i would just like place play shit like that and then my parents would be like okay can you actually practice now and i'm like well now i can't because you've heard the good stuff um but no uh i also had um a recital one time And uh, I was playing Jolly Old St. Nicholas, and I don't think I practiced it very much. I think that I put off learning the song, and I was, like, really new to reading music, but I was going to play it on stage anyway. (laughs) And (laughs) um, it is what my mom still refers to as uh, the three most excruciating minutes of her whole life. Still? Um, (laughs) Yeah, still. I'm 25. And so apparently there were like, like twenty to thirty seconds between each note and each chord. So the song was like so much longer than it needed to be. Because I think it was only like one round of the song. It wasn't like you know the song, Mm -hmm. the bridge, and the chorus. It was just like the song. It was like one page of music.
3: Ding. Yeah. It it
1: was like that. Yeah. like i'm double jointed so i play weird and so my fingers were like flat and so it was me just
3: like
1: (laughs) you know just like just being really weird to play the piano like fucking frankenstein apparently um (laughs) and for like you know several minutes and then i do remember that there was like a really awkward pause right after i finished and then everyone clapped because they were like, are we supposed to clap? And, and they're, they're like,
0: no. is, it, is it done?
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's a video somewhere that exists um, somewhere in our storage unit, but it is like um, me like staring at the music like with such intensity and focus that I don't think I've ever experienced again. It was just like, because it was so hard for me to play it and it just took so much energy that I was just like, Duh! Duh! <laughs> Duh! It you know it was just it was just got awful and like looking at it now I can laugh at
0: it. Like, <laughs> it we need to find that video. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. I'm gonna forget. Um,
1: but yeah, it was it was really really embarrassing. But it was from in front of like my entire school and also every single parent and grandparent and like relative and sibling and everything. Cause it was like a Christmas show. So everybody was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, And there was like a spotlight on me, which I didn't need or deserve. Um, it, was just, it was just bad, but yeah. Um, my mom is like, yeah, that's when I knew you were not going to be a musician. I was like,
0: thanks mom. Like, Great. So I did another kind of performance. Of that. Yeah. That was your origin story. Yeah, that was my origin story, yeah.
2: Yeah. Every, every mm-hmm. shitty piano recital is just the the beginning of a comedy career. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> every failed pianist is just a comedian waiting to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I similarly had the like, I pretended to play clarinet for three years. <laughs> just so i could get out of like a certain class and hang out with my friends so i went into band and i just like pretended to play but then i would practice at night with the cd that you're supposed to play along to and i would just play the cd and (laughs) just never did anything my mom thought i was great at clarinet wait
1: did you guys ever have those like plastic recorders at school like for Mm -hmm. like elementary school elementary school music where you had Mm -hmm. to like play the recorder
3: every parent's nightmare (laughs) yeah yeah um
1: I was I don't know like thinking about you playing the clarinet um I Mm -hmm. thought about the recorder I insisted on having a neon green one even (laughs) though like it was way more expensive I was like I need the it has to be
0: this one yeah
1: and my dad thought it was so fun that I was learning to play the recorder he was like I'm gonna get one too and my mom was like (laughs) I think that was the moment that my mom was like I'm going to divorce him. Because um, <laughs> um, he came home with two recorders and he's like, once for me. Um, I think that was the moment. After. I <laughs> Yeah,
3: I think that was the
0: moment. That's after. such a funny, like, this is it. <laughs> I can't yeah, believe it. I think like, that was the moment. <laughs> Beginning of the end, yeah. Uh, so there were two of
1: us and it was like screeching all the time. Well, yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I, could, I get it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i'm on your mom's side (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: yeah quite frankly i am too i don't know why they let us have those Mm -hmm. why did
0: they Mm
3: -hmm.
1: let us us have instruments let alone recorders which sound like dying animals Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know
2: they sound like dying animals in the hands of someone competent (laughs) right yeah exactly like not even like it only goes downhill from there like it's
1: It's like a child playing it with like no previous experience. Mm-hmm. It's like an animal dying in the worst possible way. Yeah. But like even yeah, like you said, even like with you know expert recorder players.
2: Right. Like all a recorder really is is a kazoo that costs more than five cents. Like That's,
0: <laughs> that's so true. That's so accurate. Oh my god. Um, so you did a really poor job at ordering food one time.
2: Oh, the worst job at ordering food. Um, <laughs> and this story is going to have a guest star from the Kansas City comedy scene in it. Uh oh. And as soon as I say the next, uh, the, the name of the restaurant involved, you're going to know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so I'm, I'm vegan. Um, and one of the restaurants one of the fast food restaurants that is actually pretty good for vegans is Chick-fil-A um, mm-hmm. which and for uh, anyone who doesn't know uh, who might be listening to this uh, there is a stand-up comedian in uh, Kansas City named Jerry Myers uh, who ah. is Chick-fil-A <laughs> incarnate um, <laughs> he's a super churchy guy very funny comic <laughs> Um, but he, he loves Chick-fil-A. He, he works at Chick-fil- I don't know if he currently works at Chick-fil-A, but I know he has worked at Chick-fil-A at various locations (laughs) in the past. Uh,
0: I did not. I think
2: the the, the biggest thing he's ever done, like that went viral was a Chick-fil-A rap, like that got like millions of views. (laughs)
3: Like he's, he's the
2: Chick-fil-A guy, both comedically and in his life. (laughs) And so I decide I'm going to go get some Chick-fil-A fries because, you know, they're, they fry them in separate order or oil so it's vegan safe. And uh, so I, I go to the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A and um, I, the person comes on the, the, the microphone box and, I, hey, welcome to Chick-fil-A. We're having a great day here. Uh, my name's Jaron. Can I take your order? And I was like, oh, shit. It's my buddy Jaron. <laughs> And but I say, and actually, what they say is, uh, "Can I get your?" Na- or, uh, yeah, so I they ask, "Can I get your name?" Like, who am I talking to at Chick Fil A? So I said, uh, uh, "Jack." And Jaron goes, "Jake." And I said, "Yes," uh, which was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> but like, the, let me explain. Like, the reason I just said yes, my name is Jake is because anytime I'm in like a Starbucks situation or a fast food line and the person gets my name wrong, I just roll with it. Cause who gives a fuck? Like, okay, yeah, I'll pick up Starbucks yeah. cup with Jake. right now. Yeah. But that <laughs> philosophy breaks out when the person knows you. Mm-hmm. And so I realize, like, Oh no, like I'm going to come around and Jaren's going to be like, you're not Jake. <laughs> and so, like, here's the thing. If I was a functional human with like good emotional health, I could have just been like, hey, Jaren, actually, I, it's not Jack, your friend Jack Marry, we know each other. And it would have been fine. Uh, but what I chose to do instead was fly into a blind panic and let my mind go completely blind.
3: To the extent that I couldn't even remember what I was doing.
2: So Jaren goes, all right, Jake, what can I get you? I don't remember what I wanted. I can't think. I'm just panicking. But I can still read. So I, I look at the menu and I say the first on my head, number seven. Which, by the way, I'm vegan. I can't have a number seven. It's got chicken. It's Chick-fil-A. All the numbers have chicken. Like, I can't. Yeah. And so he goes. Okay, great, Jake. Uh, that'll be number seven. Uh, what can I get you to drink? Again, I'm just staring at the menu, reading the Dr. Pepper. I haven't ordered Dr. Pepper in like 20 years, but that's what I said. number <laughs> seven, <laughs> Dr. Pepper. That'll be 11 bucks. I'll see you at the window. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there in my car, and I realize that when I get to the window, my friend Jaron Myers is gonna see me and go, Jake, and I'm gonna have to say. No, but also, yes, and in addition, my order was a
3: lie. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and so what I did instead of letting that happen was I just drove away, <laughs> I just ducked <laughs> out a line and went to Sonic instead because they also have vegan safe fries. <laughs>
0: Do you have tinted windows? I hope. <laughs> when you drive past, he just sees you like, "Wait, what?"
2: <laughs> well, no, the great thing about Chick-fil-A is it doesn't have like one of those like cement barriers, so I was just able to peel out and not even go by.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking you had to like just sit there and wait. <laughs> uh, that's does he know this story? <laughs>
2: uh yeah, well, yeah, so uh one time I did a gig and he was in the front row and I told that story uh because he was in the front row and it was like that was his the revelation like up until that moment it was just a weird thing that it had like yeah it was, you know this guy just ordered some shit and then he never came and no, that was me sorry buddy <laughs> but yeah all i had to do was say oh actually my name's jack and instead of that i was like nope i'm never you know
0: yeah just complete just go with it <laughs>
2: on that day the chapter of my life that involved ever going
1: to play again to a close to be fair though I would have done the exact same thing 100% that that exact same thought process would have gone through
0: my Yeah,
2: right yeah I I feel like it was a reasonable reaction
0: (laughs) yeah I mean it makes sense (laughs) I had a guy at work like get my name wrong because like he dropped something off and we're not like signing anything he just had to write my name down and he's like, what's your name? And I go, Eric. And he goes, Kevin. And I was like, Eric. And he goes, Aaron. And I was like, close enough, dude. Whatever. <laughs> just let it go. Yeah. Nobody I, worked I mean, at my work. I, is would, named Aaron. I would feel
1: like I would feel like super uncomfortable, like correcting him again. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's, kind of like it's kind of like when you have to be like, what? <laughs> what? What did you say?
0: But like not even like Eric, Kevin, not yeah, even, no. not even close. No, close at least Jake and Jack are like. Yeah. Similar names.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it makes sense. Like,
3: you
2: know. No, yeah, I, I get it. I get Jake all the time. Any, any J name. They'll just, they'll. It's <laughs> a nightmare because people will just, no one thinks Jack is going to be your name. Like I've literally gotten like, like. Plaques like like an outstanding achievement from a school plaque made out to Jerry Marywell before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jerry Marywell. Yeah. Who will name their child that? I would hope nobody would do that. <laughs> <laughs> you have an uncle Jerry?
2: I get I get a pretty constant barrage of either either the wrong J name or Merriweather as a last name
0: you can see that
2: <laughs> apparently my name is just too difficult
0: <laughs> you ever have somebody mess up your name
2: i
1: mean yeah sometimes but i mean at this point it's like okay if it's an e name an a name any name that's like starting with a vowel that's fine that's close enough
0: you know? <laughs> any name that starts with a vowel Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, and I've also gotten um, Beverly um a couple Beverly? times because it's be, like kind of got the same cadence, yeah,
2: <laughs> kind of yeah. The same cadence, <laughs> the same like vowels. Um, none of none of the none of the same like letters, but it's like it's got the same <laughs> got the same rhythm. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Same yeah. uh, number of syllables,
2: all of that. Yeah. So um, they're, they're both in a four-four time signature, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, you forgot to do your homework once. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I say homework. It was a little more in, involved than that. Um, so when I was in elementary school, one time. Uh, I had a teacher say like we were doing like a like a salute to reading week at our school or something mm-hmm. you know? and uh, the teacher said all right guys on, on Friday I want you all to come dressed as your favorite character from a book um, and on Friday I, I had completely forgotten so I just show up in my normal clothes And, like, the whole school is, like, Pippi Longstocking and Harry Potter. (laughs) I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) That's a difficult homework assignment to on the fly try to patch together, right? (laughs) So we get into class, and we're, like, all these, like, desks in a circle. And she's having people stand up and say who they're dressed as. And it's, like, I'm watching it get closer and closer to me, and I'm, like, i don't know what i'm gonna do oh my god <laughs> and i had in my book bag of um, one of the like expanded universe star wars novels and mm-hmm. I'm looking at the cover and i'm like you know when you think about it Luke Skywalker doesn't dress crazy. Like, he doesn't dress like an alien. Like, he's just kind of in a uh, shirt and pants and boots. Mm-hmm. I think I can pull this off. <laughs> so when it gets to me, uh, the teacher's like, and uh, Jack, who are, uh, who are you dressed as? And so I stand up. I'm like, I'm Luke Skywalker. Which, first of all, that's really a movie guy, right? That's not, mm-hmm. not really mm-hmm. a character. But, okay. Second... Here's the clothes I was wearing that day that I was trying to pass off as uh, Luke Skywalker. Uh, So I had like an orange and yellow horizontally striped shirt tucked into sweatpants (laughs) with with gray Velcro shoes. That was my Jedi master outfit. Uh, Which, you know... If I had been thinking straight, I could have said I was dressed as Ernie from a fucking Sesame Street book. I would have nailed it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Bam. I said Skywalker. Um, It could have been like his training outfit, you know? (laughs) Right. But it turned like they they graded
2: us on it and the teacher gave me an A. And the reason she gave me an A is because you can't call an eight-year-old on their obvious bullshit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's true, but, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're bullshit. She you just had to be like, Yeah, it's a very good look skywalker costume, My great. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: That's
1: <laughs> like what did she say? Like when it like got past you and she was like, All right.
2: Uh yeah, she's very diplomatic. She like just like, oh, very good. Okay. Like you're know, just like move like just trying to keep a moving to the next step while I'm talking.
0: Yeah, I mean you can't really I guess the teacher can't be like, really? <laughs> yeah. It's like I didn't even realize I had that power. Like Yeah.
2: Like if I if I would had the confidence and known I could get away with it, I should have just gone for broke and been like, bitch, I'm Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: this is what's under the black robe. Yeah. That's
0: (laughs) this is before he puts it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You
0: ever forget to do your homework?
1: All the time. Oh, all the time.
0: I always did it like the class right before the next class.
1: I did that a lot too. (laughs) Um, in middle school, um, whenever I forgot my homework though, I would get, um, my middle school called it a bummer slip. And so, yeah, a, bummer slip? a bummer slip, and then you would have to take it home and get it signed by your parents. Um, and that's, first of all, when I learned how to forge signatures, um, and, mm-hmm. second of all, when I <laughs> hit my, like, downhill spiral from being a gifted child. Um, but, yeah, um, I apparently had the record number of bummer slips for the school because I, like, <laughs> constantly forgot my homework. But you had to take it home and like get it signed or else you got mm. detention, which was literally just like sitting in a room doing like a math worksheet. So like not <laughs> terrible, but yeah, um, but, yeah I, I'm so glad I could be a record holder for something.
0: Yeah. Did that go in the back of the yearbook? I, <laughs> the maybe, most bummer slips. I don't
1: know. One time a teacher was like so fed up with my bullshit that she like took me into the the like storage closet where they had the file cabinet full of everyone's files with the bummer slips. And she was like this is everyone else's file and then she was like this is yours and it was like three <laughs> inches wide and I was like okay thank you for this educational lesson. <laughs> you're
0: like you're welcome. Yeah. Um, a lot yeah. of these would go unused if it wasn't for me so. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but I also I was also the type of person who um, this like I mean fits with like who I am but I would forget to tell my parents that I had a school project due on Monday um, until like 5 p.m. on a Sunday. Mm-hmm um so it'd be like just like very very fast like whatever we could find and get at walmart we would throw it together in a project like by we i mean like 95 percent my mom three percent my dad and then two percent me um so we yeah yeah Yeah. uh, definitely a we project um
0: just grabbing like a globe and (laughs) he's like it's a the globe and a halo god loves earth (laughs) like yeah (laughs) throw together
1: like all the time um yeah and I mean there was one in particular I was like oh hey I have a project due on Lassie tomorrow morning (laughs) and my parents were like great awesome um so we went to Walmart and we got a canvas and we like painted it like a like a landscape Um, and then we were gonna do like 3D houses and like 3D people Mm -hmm. and everything, but then it got to be like 8 p.m. and my parents were like, nah, fuck that. Um, and my dad was like, we're gonna do like a movie set type of thing, so it's only gonna have the front of the houses and not the backs. Um, and then we let my dad make the clay people that should have been in the town and the dog and Mm -hmm. they were indistinguishable. They both looked the same and they both looked like salamanders. (laughs) And... Um, I showed up to school the next day, and my teacher was like,
3: "Wow,
1: this is something." Okay, you tell that like we obviously like um, did it very late the night before, yeah. um, and even my grandparents. My grandparents took me to school, and the next morning, when of my parents dropped me off. My grandparents were like, "What a cool project!" And then they like couldn't say anything else about it. They were like, "Oh."
0: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even know what it is. They're like it's a they're like, it's a thing. They're it's are like, oh, What is this
2: <laughs> supposed to be? Then I are them. you doing a project on the Hiroshima bombing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 With one of those, you could like probably just bring it up to the class and be like, What do you think it is? Yeah. Huh? It's abstract. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the first person that says anything, you're like, "Yep, that's what it is." Yeah, I told absolutely. you. Yeah, it's whatever you think it is. Um, I think the moral
2: of these stories is that youth is wasted on the young. Because it's Mm -hmm. just, you're you're just always worried about getting in trouble and you don't even enjoy the fact that no one will call you on anything.
0: Exactly, nobody cares.
2: If only current me had that degree of freedom.
3: Oh, Uh. great life.
1: Well, yeah, because I mean, everything is like, they're just kids. Exactly. Then, then if you do shit like that as an adult.
2: People are like, "What a fucking weirdo!" Like,
1: Everyone's yeah. like,
3: "Hmm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay." Yeah, it's upsetting. I uh, miss
2: that feeling. Yeah. On the low end, it's what a fucking weirdo, and on the high end, it's like what a fucking felon.
0: <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> you have a friend that couldn't that can't swim.
2: Oh yeah. Okay. So this story. Okay. This uh, this story involves the guy from the car story. This is the guy who mm-hmm. let me get into a car that wasn't. Car. Yeah. Uh, his his name is Joe Harrington, and uh, he I look. I've been a I've been a stand up comedian for almost fifteen years. I've been a lot. I've been I've hung out in a lot of green rooms. I've been on a lot of projects. I've practically lived at comedy clubs. Um, and so I will say I have never met a human being as funny as Joe Harrington uh, he's not a comic he's, he writes but I don't even know if he's published anything but he's just a hysterical motherfucker
3: <laughs>
2: and part of what makes him so funny is that if something strikes him as amusing he will do it regardless of the cost to himself and his life Um <laughs> Before I uh, I tell the uh, the swimming story, I, I just want to give you like a, a more mundane example of his sense of humor, so that you understand how self-destructive this guy is fundamentally. <laughs> um, one time, he and I, like I was over at his house, and, and his next door neighbor is also a good friend of ours. His next door neighbor was named Sam, and uh, Joe and I, we we decided to go for a walk. I don't even remember why but we're like walking down the streets of St. Louis, which is where we lived at the time. And we, we kind we, we fucked up. Like we, you know, you should only ever walk half as far as you feel like walking. Cause you got to walk back.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: and like, we like walked like four miles in a straight line. And then we're like, Oh no, I'm all done walking. And yeah. we're four miles away. <laughs> and so we're like, wait, Sam's home. So we call Sam and like, Hey, we're idiots. Can you come pick us up? And we told him where we were. And Sam was like, "Ah, okay. Like he was busy, but he was like, these idiots, I'll, I'll pick them up. And so like, we're waiting and we see Sam coming. And then Joe is like, Hey, come over here. And like, he starts hiding from Sam. And like, so that's what we do. Like we spend like 30 (laughs) minutes, like, just hiding from the guy who's coming to try to rescue us. (laughs) Like, we we genuinely need his help. But we're, like, ducking behind dumpsters and shit. And, like, Sam's, like, calling us, like, where are you guys? Like, we're standing right on the corner of whatever, you know. (laughs) It's like, we'd see Sam go by, we'd hide, and then Joe would, like, take a picture of the building Sam just went by and text it to him, just like, we're right here, dude. (laughs) Like, trying to make him, like, so, like, this is, like, ultimately Sam got fed up. And left us, and we had to walk four miles back. Mm-hmm. But, like, Joe would never. <laughs> <try it. laughs>
0: you, still, you didn't even get a ride from the guy you called to get a <laughs> ride from?
2: <laughs> no, because like, Joe would, would not give up the bit. Like, he's just so committed at any cost to himself. He's pursuing anything he thinks is funny. So, fast forward a few years. Um, I, I graduate college. He and I hadn't seen each other for a few years because he didn't. we didn't go to the same school. And, um, like, I was, I was going to do, like, a road trip across the country. I, at the time, my parents were living in East Tennessee, so that's where I was. And uh, I was like, you know what? Like, I could probably swing by St. Louis. And uh, so I, I just called Joe. I was like, hey, what are you doing for the next three weeks? And he was like, uh, nothing. Because uh, th- that's also who that guy is. Uh, and I was like, hey, I'm going to swing by, and I'll, uh, I'll be there in 14 hours. We're going to California. And he's like, all right. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I drive to St. Louis. I pick him up. We drive to LA and um, we get into this like super cheap hotel and we're like, you know what? We came this far across the country. We might as well finish the job and go to the ocean. So we drive to like Venice beach (laughs) and we're like walking around and it's like, it's like one of the first like really hot days of summer. And so I was like, Hey, let's go swimming. And uh, he was like, uh I didn't bring a swimsuit and we're on Venice Beach so there's like surf shops everywhere so yeah let's you know we'll buy a swimsuit so we bought a we bought a swimsuit for him and then we just like start we just start swimming in the ocean and like (laughs) I was I'm a pretty strong swimmer and like so we're like going out further and further and eventually we get to where like we you can't touch the bottom and like I'm I keep going out and I, I like turn around and I see that Joe's like struggling like really badly, like to stay above the water. And I'm like, like it, it was so bad that I was like, did he get bit by something? Like he like
3: he's not
2: doing well. So I, I like turn around and I like start swimming towards him. And like I get to him, and I like, grab him under the shoulder and like pull him up over the over the surface. And I'm like, dude, what what is wrong? And he's like, I don't know how to swim. <laughs>
0: He got in without even telling you. That. He just, he just
2: thought it would be silly to just like, okay, let's go.
0: Put <laughs> Let me in
3: this situation, like he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> 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 and so
2: now, like the current starts, like kind of sweeping us out, mm-hmm. and it's it's
3: one of those situations where it's
2: like, it's not a riptide or anything like super dangerous. But, like, I could overcome this current and swim in, but I couldn't drag him in. And I'm Mm. like, this is, like, kind of a seriously bad situation. Like, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. And, like, I let go of him, and he immediately goes under. I'm like, oh, shit! (laughs) Like he went too deep. Like, he cannot. And he's like... To the best of my, he could have been fucking with me, but to the best of my knowledge, he genuinely can't swim, and he just came with me.
0: <laughs> he can't even do like the doggy paddle or anything.
2: Not, not as far <laughs> as I could tell. <laughs> and it, it got to the point where his life was kind of on the line, and he wasn't pulling it out of the bag. So I. Didn't do that. <laughs> and so, eventually, like I'm like struggling to keep him above the surface. And all of a sudden, we hear, like, police sirens, and we turn around, and it's the fucking Coast Guard. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all these, like, fucking, like, Frogman, fucking Team 6 dudes. <laughs> <laughs> in the water. And like, they, like, point at me and, like, order me to, like, fucking go. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like <I just laughs> and, like, they, like, rescue him, and, like, they pull him onto the boat and sail him in, and, like, it's like the whole like post disaster like towel wrapped around him, and this motherfucker. They're like asking him what like why he was out there. He's like, "Well, uh, uh, Jack wanted me to." And
3: this uh, <laughs> he, he just thinks it's silly.
2: And like eventually, the Coast Guard was like just left. But the way they were talking to me, like you could tell they. Kinda suspected they had interrupted a murder in progress. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, just the idea that this human being voluntarily put himself in this situation—like, nah, something's something. something. <laughs> and so I'm something. sitting there, postcard, like, no, I, I had no clue he couldn't swim. Like, he, he he's a so moron. Like he
0: should have said that, like, right from the top.
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, why would they, like? Like, cause my story was, yeah, this guy, I, I suggested going swimming, and this guy who has no idea how to swim voluntarily followed me into deep water. Like that's (laughs) that's the most absurd story ever. Like, (laughs) like, okay, like what's really going on here? (laughs) Like, ultimately, they had no. I guess they didn't have sufficient grounds to arrest me because <laughs> they, like, they were so sure some shit was going down <laughs> and it just, Joe thought it'd be silly to see if he would drown.
0: <laughs> but it's still, like, I don't know, like, how do you just go, yeah, let's do it? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, that's who that guy yeah,
0: is. You have or to he's... commit, I guess. But... Yeah, like, commitment
3: <laughs> to the bit, yeah.
2: Like, I love Joe. <laughs> but he's not right like he's not he's not a functional human being he's like he's one of the funniest human beings ever but he's he's like he's like he's like van gogh like how van gogh was not couldn't hold his life together but he was so great at art that's joe with just being funny like his life's a disaster (laughs) but my god he's funny
0: Uh, but he'll get that bit I feel like it's like if somebody was like, you want to ride my dirt bike? He's like, yeah, totally. And you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, let's do it.
2: Or like if, if there's like a medical emergency and someone's like, is there a doctor here? And you're like, ah, maybe. We'll kind see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: God, like, Why do you have a scalpel? And he's like, you'll find out. Just, like, start cutting into somebody. <laughs> you yeah, pull out his spleen. And it's like he was
2: choking. <laughs>
0: <I'm> like, well... <laughs> But the spleen is actually a useless organ. So just. Oh my God, that's
1: yeah. phenomenal. That's also, I mean, that's like scary and awful. Yeah, like, that's like. like <laughs> also, like, my God, what commitment? That is like.
0: I don't think I could commit to anything that hard. I don't think I could
1: commit to something where I could possibly die yeah. just to be like, hey, gotcha. <laughs>
2: As far as I know, nobody called the Coast Guard. They just happened to notice that shit. And I don't know what we would have done.
0: Like Yeah, what if no?
2: I think he would have died if the Coast Guard hadn't showed up.
0: (laughs) Thank God for the Coast Guard, you know?
1: (laughs) I mean, that's also like I feel like you guys were in the wrong place at the wrong time, but it was also a situation where you guys were also in the right place at the right time because mm-hmm. the Coast Guard was there to, yeah. like, save your asses out of the water.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the Coast Guard was probably really bored just looking for something to do, and they're like, finally, we get they're to do like, something. Yes, someone's <laughs> drowning! <laughs> we're like, Here we're we go! murdered! We don't Shoot know. the flares!
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I were in the Coast I'd be like, "Oh my god, it's fucking happening. A murder is occurring and we're witnessing it and we can stop it." And be all like, "Yeah.
2: Detective, like, you know. Oh, they're just dumb. Come on.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. God damn it. We wanted excitement." Oh, man, Ah. Huh. I think that's a good one to end on. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't or know. You can thinking...
2: intentionally drown yourself for the uh, amusement of of yourself and others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I
1: think, I feel like he was the only one amused there. I don't yeah, think like... anybody <laughs> else, was, like,
2: yeah, you're right. only...
1: it doesn't sound like you were amused by this. I mean, maybe now you are, but, like, in the moment,
0: <laughs> in the moment, I mean, it's yeah, like you have to save your friend, and he's just like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: and
0: The coast guard's like Why did we even Help these people (laughs) We should have just let it play out
2: (laughs) We'll never recoup this from their future taxes
0: (laughs) Yeah (laughs) 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 yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do you have uh, any shows coming up you want to promote
2: Absolutely not
0: no <laughs>
2: yeah I'm, I'm real shut down with covid
0: yeah well I always check because you know some people do the like the the zoom shows and you know the virtual stuff so i always want to make sure
2: yeah and yeah, no, i'm just i'm just kind of in abeyance waiting on waiting on stuff to get better uh,
1: but i think that's smart i think that's. <laughs> oh yeah
0: it's nice. definitely the best idea
2: yeah. <laughs> um i'm jack Marywall and all the uh, social media come Follow me on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. and
0: mm-hmm. uh, Make sure you guys album. buy his album.
2: The client, follow Jack Merrill. got <laughs> Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon, anywhere.
0: Well, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, signing off, I'm Eric Vallier. I'm
1: Emily Lenza.
0: Thanks a lot to Jack Merrill.